from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on another gorgeous Saturday. Looks like a good day for racing out there. How you doing this morning, Alan? Uh, doing good, Perry. How you doing, Greg? Well, doing good, like I say. What can you say? It's a good day for racing. Yep. Every day just about is, but yeah, it is extra good today. Well, we have a thunderstorm or two come through. I mean, we saw that at home, Sid, but that would be expected, but Talladega... It, it, it's hot here, and it's going to be hot down there, but that's the way it always has been. So, I mean, that's racing. Hope, hope I'm ready to start seeing some fans. Yep. Hope Ronnie's feeling better. We miss you, Ronnie. We do miss you, Ronnie, and uh, thanks for throwing that in there before I got halfway through the show. But I always I got his name right here to say hi to Ronnie. So, uh, Ronnie, uh, we hope you're doing good, and uh, get back to us as soon as you can, buddy. And uh, fax me. Not fax me. Text me in the the uh, your pick for this week and uh, sort of had a surprise winner last week. Well, actually, it wasn't a surprise because uh, Jada had enough sense to pick somebody that had a good 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 chance to win, and she's a uh, I guess she's now officially included as a picker. Oh yeah, unless she just wants to do it from time to time. But uh, she did pick the winner last week. Well, time to time, this goes to show you. Sometimes these women know a little bit more racing than us men. Uh, they sometimes know a whole lot more. I tell you what, uh, I ain't got nothing up there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna surprise everybody with mine. Well, you might be surprised this week because it is well known that anybody can win at Talladega. We've had a whole bunch of. First-time winners down there, and, and only-time winners. And That's right. I think you were down there for a bunch of those, Greg, with uh, Dick Brooks and Bobby Hillen and James Hilton and Richard Brickhouse, who actually didn't win that race, according to Jim Vandiver. And um, Three with Baker. Had one took away from us when they sabotaged all the cars down there with the somehow another. And then 75, we won, and won three in a row, and then we skipped a couple of years and won with Bobby Allison, and then we won with Earnhardt Sr. And had a good run, a couple of good runs going with Jeff Bodine, and we had a tip fly off a brand-new intake valve. And Dollenbach was running good with the two Hendricks cars, and we had a bad pit stop, and we sat within the latter years. But, yeah, we've had a lot of success at Talladega. I like Talladega. I know you do, and... uh Put Ronnie down for Truex. He just texted me, so he's we got one listener that we know of this morning. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Talladega and uh, the state of Alabama, who'd you get us for a guest this week, there, Greg? Well, I know you couldn't hardly find anybody. It was it was a real tough decision, but I believe I got the one we absolutely need to be talking to. The original member going third. There's 
one of the Hall of Fame members going in. Very much deserved it. Many championships. I know Perry keeps the records better than Give I us do. his name before you do too much before of Before I do too much is Mr. Red Farmer, the original member of the Alabama game. And he knows a lot about Talladega and a whole lot about dirt racing, just like Alan Hill does here. So he's going to be an interesting conversation. And he's 87 years old and sharp as a tack. So, well, there seems to be some debate. Now, I've got a thing here that says he was, well, that would be right. This says October of eight, uh, 32 was when he was born. So that would make him 87 years old. I read something else last night that uh, he wasn't sure when it was himself. But uh looks like they settled on 1932 as the year of his birth. But I mean, was, do he, I understand he's still racing? He was sitting there working on his cars. And he picks up the phone. And uh, I could tell it was him. I said, Red Farmer, how are you doing? He said, yeah, who is I said, well, this is this is Bud's long-haired son, Greg. Oh, yeah, Greg. And he just started talking about it. So I got my two cars I'm working on, and I've got to go here and i got to go there. Well, I'm talking about, he said, next Saturday? I said, no, this Saturday. Because next Saturday, they, you know, they start the Hall of Fame kind of deal, running the guys around, which is a good thing. And... Um, I think it's gonna it's just gonna be fantastic. I mean, I think they got three real good guys in there, Earnhardt Jr. and Mike Stefanik and Red Farmers. You couldn't have picked three any better, I don't think. And did they didn't they get um T. Wayne Robertson? No, they get Ralph Seagraves. R- R- Ralph Seagraves. I'm yeah. sorry. Ralph, Ralph Seagraves was the first guy that uh when R. J. Reynolds first got in and that was very, very that was very, very deserving, too. I, I like how they do this landmark thing, hopefully. And we've been politicking. I think it'll happen, but I hope our Nelson Crozier gets an achievement award like that. I, I think it'll happen. But uh, like I said, they got a voting panel, and they usually come up with some good ones. So, But I just don't want to see no real good ones left out. Well, you won't. I think everybody that deserves it will get in eventually the... Now, I'm not looking at anything. I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, which is dangerous. But um, I think Ricky Rudd and Neil Bonnet were the first two that didn't get in. Right. So they'll probably make it next year. And yeah. uh, in the the Pioneer Division, I guess that's what they call it, which is actually the way Red Farmer got in, I think um, Herschel McGriff. Exactly. And Herschel McGriff, I mean... I, he ran in the first Southern 500. He ran in uh, the Mexican road race. You know, he's he, he played the bugle for the national anthem somewhere. I think it was Phoenix like two years ago and uh, actually ran a couple of laps. He was running at Watkins Glen when we had Ricky Rudd and the son of a gun was running in the top ten. Yeah, well, he, he's had some good finishes. He used to get some old petty cars and... Uh, and run real good. But anyway, Herschel didn't make it. I'd love to have him on the show. He's way, way yep. up there in Bridalville, Oregon. So we'd, uh, you'd really have to get him out of bed. You didn't wake anybody up this morning, by the way, did you? No, I come close to giving Alan I, not that 6.30 call, but I was going to give him one about a quarter to... No, I was going to wait to 7.30 and see what kind of reaction. I kind of... I kind of better wait a little bit later for call some of these people. Just because I got to see my Saturday mornings is doing this show in our friendship and talking about racing. And uh, I just 
I get up. I have to get up at five thirty on Saturday morning because if I miss the two episodes of Superman <laughs> from six to seven on AMC or one of the or one of the movie channels or it, my, my TV or something, it's like my day's ruined. Well. We can't have that. Now, so these, I got to see them, so my day ain't ruined. Are these colored ones or black and white? Oh, these are black and white ones. Okay. Of course, colored ones are good, too, but... Well, I know uh, colored ones, uh, the black and white ones are more powerful than a locomotive. It's a steam locomotive, but on the colored ones, it's a diesel locomotive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, big difference there. But he... It, it, and the old ones in the black and white, it, 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 the, the color ones, you can tell it gets a little loose when he's flying. But in the black and white ones, it's more like he pushes the front end. So I don't know. I've <laughs> I've watched that stuff. I know that sounds crazy. But it, that's absolutely crazy. I never heard of Superman having a push or loose problem. But um, what you working on over there, Alan? You looking all around and doing uh, your homework? Well, I've got us a guest coming on here. Who do you? That's right. You got yep, one. Who, I got who you guest. got? His name's Luke Doggett. He uh, won in the Thunder Bomber Division last week at uh, Cherokee Speedway. He lives up in Rullerton. And uh, he's just texting me, and I'm trying to get him either get us a signal at 98.3 or uh, go to this podcast that we own podcast live. Well, uh, like I said, a podcast my understanding is, is more of a recorded thing. The what you want is the the uh, that live link for. If you go to our website and you click on the upper left hand corner, it used to be it says "Listen Live," okay. and uh, and it'll pop right up. But you can also go to the the TuneIn app, and uh, there's all sorts of ways to get this show. So because uh, uh, I mean, if my son can get it in the Persian Gulf. That's he's, pretty strong. We, yeah, he's not picking up the terrestrial signal, I can tell you that. So, uh, but anyway, well, that's good. We'll look forward to What time is he coming on? 11 o'clock? 11.20. Around 11.20 today. Okay. That's what I text him at. Well, uh, I, But if we need him a little bit early, we can get him in here a little earlier. Well, actually, technically, we're, we're doing a, we're having an office meeting here. 10, 11.20 is when you have your segment. So uh, if you want to have him at 11, we don't have anything in there. We just come back from the break and uh, go straight to him if you want to. And have you got a lot of results for us this week? Uh, not that many. We, uh, like I said, Cherokee Speedway ran last uh, Friday night. So we give that results on last Saturday and uh, got a few Harris oh. Speedway ran and uh, Traveler's Rest ran last night. And so. where will you be tonight? Uh, we, I'll be at Lake Greenwood tonight. <laughs> they got a track? No, we don't have a track down there. We're going to be uh, down there working on a place down at Lake Greenwood. We uh, Fish down there, too, ain't they? Yeah, there's a little fish down there. And, uh, like a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, lot more boring than some of the other places, don't yeah, they? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a few fish in there. Yeah. I've been looking at that. Oh, and I just want to give a special thanks to Ernie Smith. He carries her name on the car. And the show, we get him, uh, well, bird of response. We get him tires and help him out, and he's... Loaded for bear after Shady Side, because they switched some things around. And uh, another guy we hadn't mentioned, him and Nelson, have worked together with a, with a simulator deal, which it really that thing's taken off, and it just gives us it just gives us access to it. And it's amazing what they have done some of these young kids. But uh, I'm not into announcing simulators, but uh, with Nelson and Larry involved in it. It's one of the best ones you'll ever see. But uh, uh, we like talking to we like talking to legends and 
kind of stuff. Well, we had a lot of action last week. We touched on it just briefly here before we uh, take our first break. Of course, uh, we mentioned, uh, and it was all at Homestead. It was a lot of safe racing. Not not too much sheet metal got bent up down there, which is usually the case. And uh, but I still like the track. It's a nice, clean, fast track. And uh, they, uh, of course, ran the trucks and Xfinity on uh, last Saturday. And the truck race was won by Kyle Busch and, and a route. It wasn't, uh, I guess they need to come up with a new bounty. And um, he, uh, he won it going away, actually. They had two Xfinity races. Now, the first Xfinity race was actually uh, before the, um, the truck race. And it was won by Harrison Burton. And um, Jeremy Clements had a pretty good finish. He finished 12th. Junior, in fact, when they took the white flag, they were three abreast. It was, it was a real exciting finish. Uh, Harrison Burton pulled away, and it didn't, you know, they didn't cross the line side by side. They got strung out a little bit. But then they inverted the top 20, and, of course, Junior uh, didn't run the second race. So when they ran the next Xfinity race at noon on Sunday, Jeremy Clements actually started in fourth place. He had a real good starting spot, but he also had an extremely rotten race and uh, ended up uh, finishing, well, I got it right here. He was way back, I can tell you that. But it didn't kill his point standings uh, too much because he still finished ahead of the people that he's trying to catch, even though he uh, had a, I've got it right here, a 27th place finish. So that wasn't, that's not going to... It's not going to help him out too much in the long no. run. We always pull for him. He, we always he, will, and uh, we need to get him on soon, soon as we can. We will. We will, and and, I, and and they make horsepower, and they got good mechanics. He's a good driver, but it gets back the same thing. It takes a lot of money. Well, he's just on the edge of getting into that top sixteen where he needs to be, and we'll talk exactly about that. Right. A little, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Of course, Denny Hamlin won the. Uh, Won the big race, the cup race on Sunday, and he has uh, got three wins so far this year. So Jada, Jada's uh, pretty smart to pick him because uh, he's winning more than anybody else. It, you know, woman or no woman, she's uh, she's got enough smarts to see that uh, the guy that's winning most of the races is the one you ought to pick. And uh, you know that Kyle Busch is overdue because he hadn't won one yet at all. And I think uh, with Truex winning and... Uh, Hamlin winning three. Uh, I imagine uh, he's Kyle getting, Bush is fit to be tied. Yeah, he's getting a little aggravated. You could tell. But uh, that's, that's part of racing. It is part of racing. And I tell you what, they're going to, uh, once again, you can throw all that stuff out the window with um, Talladega because you get so many first-time winners. Uh, I could name a couple of more. It seems like I was reeling them off a while ago. Uh but I think uh, you know, I think David Reagan won his first race down there. Of course, he's won a couple of since then. But uh, it's going to be going in there blind. No testing, no qualifying. You got some people that really don't have that much experience at Talladega, and that it, worries me. Well, if you, it doesn't matter if you have all these veterans anyway. They always crash. I mean, you know, there's always at least one big one. So I don't see where this would be any difference with some. Uh, more inexperience in there. And it all gets started, actually, um, at 2 o'clock this afternoon with the ARCA race. 
And we'll get more back into the TV times and everything uh, a little bit later on as well. But the ARCA races at 2 and it's live. And the um, uh, Xfinity cars run at 5.30. So it's a, that's a late start. Of course, that's a central time zone. And the sun doesn't go down until almost, well, almost 9 o'clock. It's like quarter, quarter till 9. And so they got plenty of daylight. Isn't today the summer solstice? This is the longest day of the year. Uh, is it? Is it the twentieth? It's the twentieth or the twenty-first. Come to think of it, we'll. Uh, I think I think I saw on one of my calendars. I had to put on my glasses, which I couldn't find. <laughs> but anyway, no, this is the longest day, you know, of the year for our part of the country. Well, how about that? If it is, if that's uh, Ronnie's probably checking that for us right now. But I tell you what, let's uh, let's get on with. Uh, I can't wait to talk to to Red Farmer. So. I can't either. He's, he's gonna be he's gonna be great. So let's uh, let's take our first break and come back. You're listening to Spartanburg's Fox 1400 from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. Points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection. 
attention and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at QueerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your haircut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Fox Sports 1400 is now broadcasting on FM at 98.3. Our FM signal is presented by Upstate Logistics. Upstate Logistics, moving your business and Spartanburg forward. And welcome back to Fox Sports Spartanburg here on a beautiful Saturday morning. And it's my pleasure to introduce... One of the newest members of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Mr. Red Farmer. Good morning, Mr. Farmer. Hey, morning, morning. Yeah, great to have you on the show. All right, thank yeah. you, Mr. Farmer. I'm I'm sorry we got mixed up with time a little bit, but uh, anyway, we got you on, and I can't think of anybody more deserving. You know, you are the leader of the Alabama gang, and the championships you've won. And the things you've done for motorsports are incredible. And I was just thrilled to death to see you uh, deservingly get in there. And uh, I understand you said something about you raising the night. Uh, yeah, we, we're going to run tonight at Talladega Short Track. Uh, I'm running my backup car this week, uh, tonight. It's um, my GRT dirt car. I had a rocket car already last weekend, and I got in a fender bender and. Uh, Big 40-lap main up there. Uh, they started the fastest 24 cars. I qualified 13th out of about 36 cars. So car was running pretty good, but they had a three-car pileup going in turn one in there, and I was right in the behind it, and I couldn't avoid it. And I tore up the sheet metal on the nose and killed all the downforce. So I parked it. So I've got my GRT uh, ready for tonight. I can't believe it, you know. Mr. Farmer knows about downforce, all this stuff. And, you know, that's a lot for a man that's only 37 years old <laughs> to know all this stuff. But I, I do remember seeing him in so many times. I've seen him on TV, I think, up there at Eldora where they run them things sideways. And Red was going around there just as fast as the rest of them. And, but, Mr. Farmer, could you refresh this on? I know you won three or four titles, but you started back like your first race in 51 or something, and you won uh, the titles, and could you just kind of give us a, a rundown on that? Uh, no, it was in 1953. I ran my first race on the beach course, and uh, I came up from Miami. <laughs> you know, that kind of a rookie I was at that time. Uh, we... Uh, t- Go back to get a pioneer. I guess I'm a pioneer because I, t- I took, we had a Hudson, but we didn't have a Hornet. Hornet was a six cylinder with two carburetors. I had a straight eight with aluminum head, and my uh, Hudson was automatic transmission. Holy cow. And, uh, so we didn't know that much about racing. I've been running highly in Hollywood and Medley and West Palm Beach and stuff like that down in little short tracks. And 
here we going to go up to Daytona. So i tell you how it was. Me and my mechanic, Wayne Cackley, we didn't even have a trailer or a tow truck. We drove the race car up from Miami to Daytona and, uh, and had us suitcases in the back seat and a little toolbox in the trunk. And we left Miami and drove all the way up to Daytona with number 48 on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the radio and stuff. Because, you know, back then they had to be stock. I mean, if it, it came from the factory with it, you had to have it in the car and it had to be working. In other words, you had to have the radio, the windows rolled up, everything, the defrosters or anything that had came with that car, you, you couldn't take it off. So it would just strictly stock past your car. I didn't and, know uh, they had another Hudson other than the Hornet. I mean, I, guess, I knew they had different models, but I didn't know yeah. they, they ever raced anything other than the Hornet. Yeah, well, I had a straight-eight engine in it. With automatic transmission. Automatic transmission. Holy yep. cow. Sound like that straight eight with aluminum head sound. That could have been pretty peppy. It was a fast car. It really was. I mean, it was a, it was unbelievable, you know, the, on the straightaways with, the, with that motor. It would run good. It, it, it didn't take no back seat, actually. I, but uh, I didn't know anything about a race car for that kind of stuff. And we didn't know that you uh, took another wheel and cut the center out of it and welded over the top of the other one and made it double-plated. We just had regular stock wheels on it with little lug duct on it that probably took a uh, five-eighths wrench or something to take off. And then I found out later, because we, we was running strong. We came up, we was probably in the top 20 out of probably about 70 cars down there. And uh, the right rear wheel came out over the lug nuts and jammed up in the quarter panel back there in between the, the fenders and the trunk. And uh, it took us a truck hell an hour to get that tire wedged out from underneath there to be able to put it back on it get it back so we could put another tire on it and get back to miami because we didn't have no <laughs> that was our transportation but uh uh they was running double plated wheels with big one inch truck lug nuts on them and we didn't know that we just had little old small lug nuts and stock wheels and that coming off a turn uh the north turn in the beach and then hitting that a1a asphalt or just was too much, you know, come off a sideways and hit that asphalt, and then it was really putting a strain on the right rear wheel. You were down there in Miami with a lot of other uh, notable drivers like Bobby Johns, and, uh, of course, you were probably way ahead of him uh, time-wise, and uh, I guess Banjo Matthews was down there then. And yeah, yeah, Banjo. Yeah, he was a, we always thought he wore those thick glasses. I don't know. I told him, I said, I think he's still blind. I don't think he could see the hood ornament. <laughs> that was banjo. Well, Red, what, what made you decide to, to relocate up to um, Alabama, and why did you pick uh, Hueytown? I realize that's the suburb of uh, Birmingham, but that's still a pretty bold move to make. Well, it was. Uh, well, I was uh, I was a elect gentleman electrician in Miami, and during that uh, Cuban crisis they had down there, the construction work pretty well stopped. Well, I had a wife and three kids and a grandmother that we lived with me. So I had five mouths to feed. And that little, I think about a $35 a week uh, unemployment check didn't go far enough. So mm. Bobby had come, went up through there somewhere and come back through there and uh, told me so about the good racetracks up in Alabama uh, that I, you know, I'll try it up there. So I loaded up my old. 36 Chevy and with two carburetors on it and loaded it up and found a trailer, one axle trailer, and towed up to 
to uh, Birmingham, and that with that day there was no interstate. It took like twenty seven hours just to go from Miami, uh, go, you know, from Miami up to Birmingham. Right. Well, so uh, I went up there the first night, and it was really pathetic because they they was running every pretty prior and Friday Hassler and all those guys, Bob Bertram and all those guys from Chattanooga all around. They was running these little thirty four coupe with fuel injected Chevrolets in them, straight drive. And I pulled into the pit area and, and got up inside, got up in the car and cranked it up and backed it off the trailer. They like, they like to die laughing, you know. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a good got sign. got a damn transmission and he shifted it, he cranked it up and uh, all that stuff. And I looked at it, had a carburetor, you know, and they said, they, you know, they just laughed their set off. I bet because they had to push them off just like a sprint car. And, yeah. uh, it, uh, but anyway, to make a long story short, I had to start in the rear because I had no points. I started back about 24th, 25th on that uh, track at Dixon. It was a little, it was a pretty well high banked uh, between a quarter and a third mile asphalt track. Well, when the feature was over, they wasn't laughing. I'd come from dead last and won the thing. They they couldn't get over it. So one of them come over and said, where would you, you can't. Well, what I did when I went in there, we were alert, learned to drive down in Florida on flat tracks. And here, this was a bank track. Well, when they dropped the green flag, they all dove to the bottom as badly trying to almost single file or maybe one of them with two abreast. And I said, well, hell, I ain't going to be able to pass nobody down there. So I just moved up to the top lane up next to the wall and passed the whole field. <laughs> and they said, you can't run up there. I said, there was no sign says I couldn't run up there. <laughs> they didn't have you. They said, they said no, nobody races up that high in the track. But yeah, I went up there and got it right up next to the fence and passed the whole 24 cars and won the feature the first night. That's fantastic. And I think I got about three or $400 going in that thing. And then Bob Harmon was a promoter, and he says, Red, I'm, I'm running Montgomery tomorrow night. Uh, why don't you stop by before you go back home? I said, well, okay. So I went to Montgomery the next night, same thing, and I won that one too. And I won about five hundred or six hundred dollars in two nights. And I didn't die going to heaven with all that much money, you yeah. know. Yeah, back to Miami to feed the family and everything, you know. So that's what pretty well what started it. Then we I started going up there during the summer. When it got winter time I'd go back and try to do some electrical work. And that's pretty well what started it up there. Then Bobby went up there and ran some while, and he called me about coming up there, and I went back up there. And I, we used to go back and forth. Uh, I would run up there maybe three or four races and go all the way back to Miami and then come back again. And uh, finally, somewhere around like 61, I think it was, or 60, uh, I just moved up there. I moved up there and stayed up there. Then I had my family come up about six months later when I found a place. And we just, Bobby, I think, had a place in Hueytown. So I went over that way and found a place to do it. And it just one thing led to another. Donnie and all of us, we ended up got homes up there. And Neil and uh, and Davey, all of us had homes in Hueytown. So it was just a little quiet community. It was a great place to raise your kids. Had a good school. All three of my kids graduated from Hueytown High School. So it was just, that's the way it actually came about. That's, um, what a fantastic story. I, you couldn't have, that was a great question, Greg. We got a, that was a wonderful answer. And, uh, I, well, while you're, while you're on the subject there, let me, I got to ask you, how, how did you, uh, decide to start using 97? 
Where did that come from? Well, when I come back uh, in 55, when I come back from overseas after the Korean War, I got back over here. And before, I, when I went in the Army, uh, I was driving for a guy named John Fitzgibbons. And he was a racer. But anyway, while I was in the service, he got Dur Howe to start driving for him. And uh, when I got out, he wanted me to be back driving for him. But he didn't want to, he didn't want to fire Dur either. So he figured he'd get another car. So we went up to West Palm Beach at Miller's Speed Shop and bought a race car. And it was C97 because it was owned by Jack Choquette. And, uh, I've heard that name. Yeah, well, he had won the championship in '55, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was big. And the uh, Jack Choquette, so we bought this golden white C97 from uh, Jack Choquette. Well, in '56, a year later, we we built a new car, and we kept the the golden white, but we changed it since John Fitzgibbons owned it and Farmer. We changed the C to F because of Fitzgibbons and Farmer. Uh, so we changed it to F97 instead of C97, but kept the gold and white. And I've had that number all ever since 1956. I've had F97 on my car. I know it, and that's why I asked the question. And you, I, I was looking at your some a lot of your statistics last night. And of course, you won, um, you won the uh, championship for the late model sportsman in '69, '70, and '71. You were the modified champion for NASCAR in 19. 19- 56, which is about the period you're talking about. And yeah, that that was that was our ironic year for the same reason. Uh, Buck Baker was the cup champion that year. Right. I was a modified champion. And Ralph Earnhardt was a sportsman champion. And you go into the Hall of Fame with his Yeah, when it was Buck Baker and Ralph Earnhardt and myself down at Princess Asina in Daytona when we had the banquet. But that was that was the first one of the three Earnhardts that I raced against with Ralph. Oh, I got to ask you this before we time, the time gets away. Did you ever, you know, we do our show from Spartanburg, but we're heard all around the world um, on the internet and everything. But did you ever spend any time in Spartanburg or race at the fairgrounds here? No, I don't think I ever did that I, that I can remember. Okay, because uh, we had a lot of Allison's drive Spartanburg cars for Bud Moore and Cotton Owens and everything. Yeah, and Mario yeah. Rossi. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember all those people, but no, I never did. Uh, I don't think I ever read in Spartanburg that I know of. Okay, well. Uh, Maybe it's better he didn't. Because, uh, <laughs> well, it's probably, it's probably Ned, one, Ned only one, one of the few ones I missed because, you know, I, somebody asked me how many racetracks you run on. I said, well, I ran in Key West, Florida in the south. I ran in Oxford, Maine up in the north. I ran over British Columbia and Saget Valley, Washington, and Ontario in the other corner. I reach in all four corners of the United States, <laughs> so, and I don't know how many tracks between them. Oop, anyway, probably hundreds. Uh, so. I wish you had to come to Spartanburg. Unfortunately, I'm afraid a lot of us that was pretty good, mainly Ned Jarrett, I think, kind of owned the place for a while and everything, and we had, but uh, I'm afraid we'd all would have run second to you, so, but uh, I'd love to see you in action there. And uh, Well, you can catch him tonight at the Talladega Short Track. That's right. Yep. So yeah, right. we're gonna run Talladega short tracks tonight. So, <coughs> well, Red, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. Well, Red, this is Allen Hill. We've got a bunch of dirt tracks up here, but they all rigged clay. The last time I come down there to East Alabama, that place got black and slick. Does it still get that way? Well, you know what the 
reason I, I like to run the turf track before when back in Miami, when we was racing, Bobby, Donnie, and myself, we used to run the Hialeah and uh, Hollywood Speedway, Medley Speedway on Saturday night. And then I'd go to West Palm Beach, and West Palm Beach was a high bank uh, dirt track back in those days. And uh, then I would go up there and race on Sunday on the dirt tracks. And Bobby and Donnie never did do that. That's reason they never did really during the dirt tracks. But uh, I learned to drive dirt and asphalt. One day that I drove asphalt Saturday night and dirt on Sunday. So I started off my career learning to drive both of them. So <clears throat> that's the reason I, after I retired from the super speedway racing in 92 and went back to short track, I went back and started running dirt again. And you could run the super speedways. You won the Permatex and you had some good finishes at Talladega. Um, how do you feel about getting in the Hall of Fame? I mean, that might sound like a stupid question, but I mean, that's, that's got to. Well, well that's, got, that's quite an honor, I tell you. We were we sure are happy you're in. Well, it it is quite an honor. I've been racing for seventy three years. I've been what? in NASCAR for sixty eight, and I'll be eighty eight years old my next birthday. And I I've been quite a few. I mean, I think I'm in nine Hall of Fames now: the International, uh, the uh, Dirt Track Hall of Fame, and a whole bunch of them. They all was great. They all meant a lot to me. But I say this NASCAR one is the is the icing on the cake. They can't get anything bigger than this one for me to be able to be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So it was it was quite a shock when I got into it, especially be the first one in the Pioneers group that the NASCAR's got now. So some of the old fellas, you know that um, that are around because I you know in 1958 the last race on the beach course. Uh, I look back at that lineup. I said it the other day. The Jacksonville Hall of Fame, I mean, it sent it to me and had underlined the different ones in that race that are in the Jacksonville Hall of Fame. And there was eight of us on that list that was in the Jacksonville Hall of Fame. And I looked at those, those names on that thing, and uh, Glenn Wood was on the pole. Banjo Matthews ended up won the race. And there's 72 cars started in that race. Wow. 72 cars started in the last race on the beach course. And uh, he ended, and Glenwood finished third. Fireball Roberts was fourth. I know Ned Jarrett was tenth. I was 14th. Wendell Scott was in it. Rex White was in it. Curtis Turner was in it. Joe Wedley was in it. Buck Baker was in it. Lee Petty was in it. And I went over that list that's, that's back on the beach course and then think about what they did in their career after that, you know. Right. And it was really, it really my kind of mind boggling, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take anything for the that I had the opportunity to run against those some of those great drivers back in those days. Well, Mister Farmer, I'm gonna tell you what, we just thrilled to death. You, I, I figured you've been in a bunch of Hall of Fames, and we're thrilled to death at this one. And we're kind of up against the time clock. I hope we can talk to you later in the year because we got a lot of shows coming up and. Uh, I tell you what, you are sharp as a tack. I mean, you, you sound, you, we got some people we come on here that are 18 years old that don't, that don't have it together like you do. No, really don't. And, and you're just fantastic. And, uh, just hope you'll come back on, start your engines, uh, so much. This, well, this Donald, like I told you, my man, to talk to you, hardly. My motto is wear out, don't rust out. <laughs> That's a, I gotta remember that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wear out no rust out. And I said, you know, it'll never, 
I says, uh, life's uncertain, eat dessert first. <laughs> That's great. Look, thank you so much for coming on and uh, taking time. I know you got a lot to do, and it's a busy weekend down there in Talladega. So uh, you stay safe, and uh, just uh, we're proud of you. We're proud you came on our show, and just thanks for being a thanks for being a race driver. You're great. All right, uh, thank you. Appreciate uh, it. All right, thank you very much. Wow, Greg. I mean, that was terrific. Well, I mean, <laughs> we've heard of Red Farmer all our lives. We know. You know, and we've always known he's the, the the head guy of the Hall of Fame. I mean, of the Alabama game. But I was really pretty stunned at all that. I mean, I'm not surprised at all this is different things he's done. But kind of like you know, only only real men wait. Yep. Only like- real men race on dirt. He, but I like where he got up on that bank and then that passed all of them and laughed him when he pulled off the truck. in his first race. Yeah. His first race up in Alabama. All right. We already got Nelson on hold here, so let's take our next break. And we're going to come back and uh, talk to uh, Nelson Crozier. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Your complete car care center is Par 3 Automotive in Boiling Springs. Par 3 Automotive can take care of your vehicle in a hurry. Whether you need an oil change, new tires, alignments, or anything in between, they have you covered. When it's hot outside, let them check your air conditioning. They specialize in maintenance and repairs, big or small. If you need your oil change quickly, ask about their express oil change. Stop in at 1930 Boiling Springs Road or call for an appointment, 864-599-5900. That's Par 3 Automotive, your complete car care center. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. 
It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Nelson, how are you this morning? Nelson, you there? Well, I think we've lost Nelson for a I, second. His light's still on here. Nelson, you with us, buddy? Well, I guess not. Uh, call us back. <laughs> uh, well, well, the light just went out. I, he was there. That's what you have on live radio show. Here, here, here he is. Just say something. Sing well, a song. Sing a song. I can't sing. I can tell you that right now. Nelson? But, Hello, uh, Nelson. We're trying to get Nelson back on the phone. He's calling okay. back oh. in, and we've. We got I think we've got Nelson on the phone. Yeah, we're off to a kind of a shaky start here. Nelson, you you got me? Yes, I have to. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. You were you were on hold, and then you weren't on hold. But uh, yeah, well, I heard you. <laughs> I thought I had all the right buttons pushed. But anyway, did you get a chance to catch any of our interview there with Red Farmer? Yes, I listened to the whole thing. Well, that was pretty good, I tell you what. He doesn't sound like a man 88 years old that's getting his dirt track car ready, his backup, because he wrecked his primary car last night. Well, the first time I met Red was at Martinsville. He had uh, a sportsman car, a 56 Ford. Uh, right front spring was out of a railroad box car. An oil pressure gauge and a water temperature gauge. No tack or anything. He said, no, I know what I'm going to run, so I don't need a tack. Uh, he said, how about handing me that tire? That tire and wheel for the right front, but over and picked it up. I guess it was a Grand F's tire, you know, weighed about 60 pounds. Picked this thing up and flew about 20 feet in the air. It's a magnesium wheel with an, in- uh, magnesium wheel with an IndyCar tire. And thing was light as a feather. Good grief. Well, you know, he's, uh, he's an amazing man, and I... You know, we're, we're trying to keep up with him from week to week since he's running a little bit and see how he how he does tonight. So uh, a lot of action last week at Homestead last uh, yeah last weekend. Um, Nelson, what'd you take away from it? Well, it was a decent race. It was not a great race, but nope. it was a decent race and it was a safe race. 
Yeah, that track's not, uh, they don't usually bend up a lot of cars. Of course, they made up for that before they got this current configuration because they wrecked a lot of them at the old, uh, the old configuration. But, um, yeah, with, uh, Kyle Busch running away with the trucks and, of course, they had two, um, two Xfinity races that, that first one, when they, uh, took the white flag three abreast, uh, that was, that was pretty exciting that it didn't quite, they got strung out before they got back around. And I thought it was interesting that uh, Dale Jr., who went into the Hall of Fame uh, a few days later, or was voted that he was going to be uh, one of the next nomine- uh, one of the next uh, inductees. Um, I heard him on an interview uh, later on in the week, and he was saying that. Uh, in fact, I think it was on Dan Patrick's show or something that he was saying that he likes to run once a year so he can know what he's talking about. He said it made him a better broadcaster to know uh, how the car feels and just sort of keep his hand in it a little bit, and he indicated he'd try to run once a year from uh, now on. Yeah, well, he said he was mighty rusty as well. Yeah, well, he probably... Well, what did Red just tell us? What was that... What, what did he say? Uh, better to wear out than rust out. So, uh, you don't want to... I never heard that one before. Um, yeah, well... Go ahead, buddy. I want to order uh, condolences to uh, Del Jared, who has a mild case of the coronavirus... Yeah, I saw that, and uh, hopefully he's uh, he's in front of it. I tell you, it's uh, I've been so reluctant to wear a mask, but I, I, you know, when you pick up the paper and there's a hundred new cases in Spartanburg every day, I've 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 started to wear it. I just it's so uncomfortable for me. Um, do you go out uh, when you go out? Do you wear a mask, Nelson? I'm sure you probably yes, do. Yes, because with all our uh, you know, Having all the cancer and the radiation, I met that high-risk group, so uh, I don't take any chance. No, I, I wouldn't either. In fact, I don't even go out if I, 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 don't, I don't have to. I have to go to the grocery store every now and then and, and come and do this radio show, and I think they give this station a pretty deep cleaning every week. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing the best I can with two heart attacks and uh, 68 years old. I'm kind of in that high-risk bracket myself. So we go to uh, um, Talladega where anybody could win. Got a lot of fairly inexperienced drivers that um, are going to be out there. And we've we've harped on this. I have a little bit. And it hadn't seemed to make very much difference that uh, there's no practice and no qualifying. And I, I think you kind of share the feeling that it's it's not all that necessary. Well, it used to be you pull on the racetrack, as you know, you you ran a few laps and had to qualify, ran the race, and next night you ran somewhere else. So, uh, yeah, well, a lot of it's going back to its roots. Uh, but we got Oscar today at 2 o'clock. Right. And then if Xfinity, uh, you know, I believe it's at uh, 546. And then uh, tomorrow uh, for the 500, 188 laps. And Dirk Hurley is going to be high above the speedway to get at the command to start your engines. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, so... Um, Do you know who he is? No. <laughs> <laughs> right now he's up on the International Space Station. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So well, I, I knew the, it sounded a little familiar. Okay. So um, yes. we've never done that before, start the race from outer space? That's right, 250 miles above the speedway. Wow, how about that? Well, you know, Alabama's and got a big uh, NASA presence down there. What, Huntsville? That's correct. 
Well, what else? Uh, Go ahead. Kyle Larson uh, had uh, starting late in a row, and uh, he got beat last night. Okay, and he's racing Midwest uh, sprint cars, right? Uh, sprint cars, midget, you name it. Okay, well, so next week, if we can touch on that for just a second, we'd all wondered when we saw this new schedule come out that uh, um, when we saw that back-to-back cup races at Pocono, you know, it sort of was an attention grabber, but in light of everything else we've uh, we've done as far as scheduling goes, uh, it really doesn't seem like that big a deal, although, you know, it is uh, back-to-back days for cup races, and that will be at Pocono next week. Right, so that, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's like what I'm looking at here, a 325 and a 400. Um, right. A 325 and a 350, I'm sorry. Well, let's get our picks in before we get away. And I'll, uh, uh, Alan's uh, daughter won last week, and she's a infrequent uh, participant. In fact, she'd never even done it before. So uh, she she picked, uh, she picked Hamlin, so she's on the board. You're still leading, and uh, you go ahead and take a pick. I think I'll take a two-car. He's going to take uh, Keslowski. And Greg, uh, before he went to walk up the street and get our lottery tickets, he picked uh, Kyle Bush. Uh, Alan, you go ahead. I think I'll take, uh, I think I'll go 22 car, teammate. I was thinking of that myself. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stick with uh, Chase. Well, I'll go with Chase Elliott and... Uh, does Jada want to play, or is she just going to do it infrequently? Oh, we'll let her play. We'll give her back that 11 car again. Okay. That's all right with me. Okay, so, well, Nelson, we uh, got a lot of racing today, and like you said, it starts at 2 o'clock, and then uh, with the ARCA cars, and they've... Uh, I, now, is that a new car? It, it, they, I know they've had some changes, and they got... I guess they're now a little closer associated with NASCAR than they used to be. Oh, oh, NASCAR did buy them. Yeah. So is this uh, is this like recycled uh, cup cars, or do they have a new car they're racing? Uh, I think there's a combination. Uh, you know, they got some plastic cars, and they got some metal cars. Then I'm not positive, but I believe that's correct. I heard somebody talking last week on one of the shows about the, uh, um, I, I think he called it a composite car. I don't know if that was... That uh, is correct. Yeah, I don't know which one of the commentators it was. I think it was Jeff Gordon, and he was talking about somebody got up against a wall at Homestead, and he said, well, it's uh, bouncing off of it with a composite car and a metal car is um, two different things. So I, I guess you, uh, if you hit it with a metal car, you got a bad chance of having a tire rub uh, on the sheet metal. But I, does that not happen with a composite car? I mean, it just won't, it won't bend, it tends, I guess. It tends to snap back. But, you know, if you hit it hard enough, uh, it's still going to get into the tire. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, and one thing we have not mentioned. Okay. Uh, you know, our, our landmark uh, nominee into the Hall of Fame is Ralph Seagraves. Right. Greg so, mentioned it a little bit, but tell us, the, give okay. us about a minute on him. Uh, you know, he's the one who got Newport cigarettes on Air Force, Air Force One because that's what Jackie Kennedy wanted. And he okay. was very instrumental in the modern day NASCAR. If Winston had let come back, uh, come into the sport in the early seventies, 
uh, it will be nowhere near what it is today. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I don't know. I get him mixed up with T. Wayne Roberts, and he was with uh, R.J. Reynolds, right? Yes. Well, Ralph was the head honcho on Winston uh, uh, Corporation and Winston Racing, and uh, T. Grave uh, was his lieutenant. Okay. And uh, if he hadn't gotten killed uh, during that accident down, uh, you know, in the deep south uh, in the boat, right. uh, he would have been president of NASCAR. Yeah, well, I would have been interested to see how that would have played out. We could have, we probably could have used him here not too long ago. But Nelson, we're up against the clock, and um, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for everything. Okay, very good. Talk to you later. All right. What about him there, uh, Alan? Smartest man I know. I tell you what, he is. And Seagraves. Uh, was he was killed in a boating accident. I was trying to figure out which one it was that, that had the accident, and we lost him. But anyway, we're going to take our break here in just a second, come back, uh, our top-of-the-hour break, and have uh, Luke Doggett. Is that Luke his Doggett. Name? Okay. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Fox Sports trending now. Adrian Wojnarowski just reported that the 2020 NBA draft will be held October 16th with an early entry withdrawal date of October 6th. Wojnarowski also reports that NBA free agency will begin just two days after the draft on October 18th with the negotiating period running through October 23rd. The Major League Baseball Players Association said Friday that Major League Baseball will not respond to the union's proposal of a 70-game season and instead will not implement anything more than a 60-game season. USA Today reports Major League Baseball is shutting down all its spring training facilities in Florida and Arizona for deep cleaning after six players this week tested positive for the coronavirus. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to develop Design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. Let me do a little bit of housekeeping here. Alan called, I mean, uh, Nelson called back immediately. They said it was T. Wayne Robertson that was killed in the boating accident, not Ralph Seagraves. So I'm still getting them mixed up, even though I think he had just said it. And Ronnie texted in, who's uh, very attentive out there and did exactly what I thought he would do. And... Uh, and texts me that today is the summer solstice and is the longest day of the year in the northern hemisphere. So uh, going to be daylight to almost 9 o'clock here in Spartanburg. So, uh, And while we're at it, well, let me just go ahead and thank Lanny McKinney for doing our podcast and the, maintaining the Budmore Engineering website and being our backup for all things uh, technical. And we appreciate it. And um, we'll, uh, without further ado... I'd like to bring on uh, Luke Doggett, who is a local short track driver here and good friend of uh, Alan Hill. Alan, talk right. to us. Luke, you on here? Yes, sir. All right, this Luke is one of our upcoming drivers in our Thunder Bomber division. Uh, he won at Cherokee Speedway last week. Uh, watched you all week. Uh, I mean, watched you that night. Drove a good race. Uh, tell us a little bit about that win. Yeah, we... Uh We've been looking for it all year. I've, I've been going down to Cherokee a few times this year and been fast every time I went. Just haven't been able to 
capitalize on it, and uh, we finally finally closed the deal last weekend. So, all right, tell our tell our listeners how old you actually are. I'm uh, 20 years old. 20 years old. Well, we, we just had a guy on that was 88, and he's got a race tonight, too. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Red Farmer? Yeah, Red Farmer was just on yeah. the show, and he was telling us I all of the same number as him. 97? Yes, yes, sir. Oh, how about that? That's great. Well, you got about uh, 68 more years of racing, I'd say, at least. Yeah, to catch up with him. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Luke, uh, how'd you start out driving a race car? Is it in the family or what? Yeah, my daddy drove uh, back when uh, Cherokee was a half mile, back in the 80s and 90s. And uh, his daddy before that drove uh, in the early 60s, and I just always wanted to do it. And that's how it kind of came about. And, and I started driving when I was, my first race I drove, I was 15, but I really started racing when I was 16. Right. Uh How'd you come about the number of your race cars? Is it in the family, or is it just uh, something you picked out? Yeah, that was my uh, my grandpa's number and my daddy's number, so it just kind of stuck, and I went with it. So. My, my daddy, he always drove a, a Chrome 97, so that's what I've always had, Chrome 97. Well, my daddy, he, my daddy had, we had a Chrome 27 on our car back in the day, and uh, like I said, uh, when I uh, started out with Danny Tesnier, he... Uh, he started out with a twenty-five, but we just ain't went to the chrome number yet. So I, right. I kind, I kind of leave it up to them. Right, right. But uh, give us a little shout out about your sponsors. Who all's on that uh, race car? I want to thank Maxim Solutions. That's my dad's business. He's a, he's a big help to me, obviously. And uh, now, what, what, what kind of is. what kind of business is that? He uh, buys and sells woodway uh, plants and stuff. I'm not. I'm not real, real sure exactly, but that's kind of the gist. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, RS Service Center and Speedy Lube in Roseton, North Carolina. They helped me a lot. Uh, Mechanical Edge and Cowpens, they helped me a lot. Um, Smith Pools in Four City. Master Installs in Four City. And uh, Palmetto Timber. Um, Tommy Doggett Racing Engines. He builds a fast motor. That's my uh, that's my cousin, actually. And uh, I'd like to thank Michael Barbary, uh, Axel Plus, Brian Hellum. He helps me a lot. And uh, all my family and friends that come with me to the racetrack every week. And, uh, my brother-in-law, Madison, he helps me a good bit. So. Well, are y'all going racing tonight? Yes, sir. I'm I'm uh, sitting here with the car right now. Fixing to load it up. We're going to Cherokee Speedway tonight. Yep, I talked to you daddy early this morning. He was over getting radiator fixed. I told him, I said, if you can't get it fixed, call me. I'll let you borrow one. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we flushed the radiator out yesterday and started pouring water out of it. So I had a spare sitting over here and put it in, and it was leaking even worse. So we had to had to have them fixed this morning, but we got them fixed, and we're ready to go for tonight. Boy, that's kind of... Get you hustling when you find out on the morning of the race you don't have a radiator. Yeah, yeah. It had me worried for a little bit. Uh, well, I don't think you got to worry as long as you know Alan Hill. Whatever. You you, you need it to heal to let you borrow it. That's right. I appreciate it. Uh, you going over to the Cherokee Speedway tonight? You going to make it two in a yes, row? Sir. You going to make it two in a uh, row? I hope to. I hope to. 
we've been fast down there every time we've raced. We've just, I had some mechanical problems one time and, and some driver error the other time. But, uh, hopefully we can, we can pull off another win tonight. Yep. I've seen where on Cherokee website that they put about 30 more loads of red clay on that racetrack. So it might change a few things up for you. Yeah, it's going to be different for sure. I, I like the track last week. It was, it was really dry. We ran after super late models and, I like it really dry like that, but uh, it's going to be different this week, but, but I believe we'll be all right. What, what do you do all the time? What's your regular job, or uh, or, or is this it? You're going to be a race driver? Uh, I'd like to be a race car driver, but uh, but actually I uh, I work for Ricky Bogan from Mechanical Edge, and uh, I go to school also for machining. Oh, good. That's great. Yes, sir. Well, so you can... Uh... Tear it up and fix it yourself. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I don't mean to laugh at that, but uh, no, that's <laughs> that's great to have uh, that continuing education and and what you want to do. Is this what you want to do? I mean, you uh, you sort of said that just now, but just uh, you just want to race. Yeah, I, I like racing a lot. I like. I don't know if I would do it for a career if I had the opportunity, but uh, but I like it. Enjoy it and enjoy having fun with my friends and family. And going out on the weekends, I like it a lot more when we get a win, like last weekend. Is Cherokee but, the only uh, place you race? Uh, I race at Cherokee mostly, and uh, if I'm not at Cherokee, nine times out of ten, I'll be racing at Traveler's Rest in uh, Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. Right. And uh, but we uh, we try to venture out a little bit. I've raced at Carolina Speedway. I don't live too far from Harris. We try to go there when we can. And uh, yeah, I think I think Harris would, I think Harris would be real close for you. Yeah, yeah, they're about five minutes down the road for us. So. Well, but, but mostly we we're racing at uh, Cherokee and Travis Dress, so that's two of my favorite tracks to run at. So, well, we wish you the best of luck tonight, and. Um, I'm glad we got a chance to talk to you and get all your sponsors uh, a little bit of airtime, and um, we hopefully uh, talk to you later on in the year. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me on. Okay, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That's, have a good day. You too, buddy. That's Luke Doggett, who uh, uh, sounds like a nice young man, gonna make a career of. Uh, Sounds like in the machinist part of the the deal. Yeah, you got to keep that fun in the racing. Sometimes, whenever you venture out, you make it into a living. It, it's just not that much fun. So, uh, hopefully, the success that Luke and him as much time and you know work as they put into their race cars. I hope they have a lot of success in the future and stuff like that. And uh, we can uh, talk to him later on. I tell you what, let's do. Let's see what Roll Tide Terry has to uh, has to say to us. And uh, what you got there, Roll Tide? Good morning. Oh, hello. See, that's the same line, and I didn't do it. He's yeah. I don't know what's going on. Can you hear me, Roll Tide? I guess not. Well, call back if you get a chance. I don't know. That's the same line. Alan, I mean uh, Nelson, called in on and. He said he could hear me, but I can't hear him. So uh, maybe if he calls back in, give us another try. We got about, uh, actually got a couple of minutes here before we have to take another break. You got anything, 
there, Alan, you want to yep, got a little preliminary there? Well, we got a few results from last week, and uh, we got uh, Harris Speedway. They got a race in last weekend between the showers that we had. The okay. winners last week at Harris Speedway with Thunder Bombers was Dwayne Worley, 602 Late Malls, John Reggio Jr., Pierce Stock, Nathan Pierce, Thunder Bomber Futures, Jordan LeClaire, Stock 4, Matt Gilbert, Renegade, Chris Jackson, Six Bangers, Kevin Brooks, Craig Sportsman was Kyle Cooper, and Front Wheel Drive was Willie Fowler. They had... That in relation to Wally? No, I don't think Willie's no relation to Wally. Okay. Uh, let's see what t- Roll Tide's got here real quick there, Alan, and we'll come right back to you. Good morning, Roll Tide. Good morning. What's going on, buddy? Top of, top of the list. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. Um, anything in particular you wanted to discuss? <laughs> been a great weekend a great weekend to listen to red farmer did you hear that that was a good interview wasn't it it was yeah he's, he's and a, you know you know when you hear them you know what automatically goes to my goes to my mind what's that the icebox a restaurant yeah. i'm sorry guys uh, anyway, it, it, it's okay, Roll Tide. Uh, uh, today is, I think, the hot, longest day of the year, and tomorrow is Father's uh-huh. Day. And uh, it's wonderful to talk to people like Red Farmer and everything. We appreciate you calling. Yep, thank and you. The greatest, and they're at the greatest track ever built. Okay, buddy, we'll talk, gather yourself up. We'll talk to you later. I think Roll Tide was, I don't know, a little emotional there. Yeah, I don't know anybody that's. Uh, he must have some Talladega experiences. Uh, well, when, whenever you go down Talladega and you see a big truck come around there with that big American flag on the back of it, uh, you know, if it don't put cold chills up your back and hear him race cars, I've always said, when you hear him race cars for that first lap coming off turn four and you hear that big rumble up there in that corner and you stand there on pit road and you know they're fixing to come down through there, boy, it's, if it don't put the hairs on, make the hair on the back of your neck stand up, It'd do it to mine right now if I was down there, and there's something about it. I, I you know, restrictor plate racing is a little different, but for to put the plates on it, them some guns come by at late pit road. Bill Elliott, when he run two twelve, he just started standing on it real good about turn two. And and I know you was down there whenever that four car come by there, and it sounded like a bumblebee in them exhaust headers. And everybody got shit scratching that head. No runt Pittman, he done discovered something about them headers. Yeah, he had done he had done figured out that basically <laughs> with a V eight engine, the ideal header system is eight into one. That's reading the Grand Prix cars years ago. We see that. Well, he he pulled that, and they just never took the pipes off the car. I mean, instead of having a cross-balance tube, it just run together like that. So there wasn't really nothing against roof. But, man, that thing sounded like an Indy car when it comes That was that Kodak was, car? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it was running like an Indy car. Yes, it was. It hit in a lick. I kind of interrupted you there to see what roll tide wanted. So uh, I got you think uh, right in the middle of uh, yep. some results there, and I apologize uh, for that. Also, at uh, Lancaster Speedway last weekend, Renegade Division went to Andrew Baker. Second place went to Timbo Magnum. 
third place went to Brandy Burke. Uh, MMSA, that's, uh, we've had a first-time winner down there, Austin Brown. We had him on. We had him on there. Yeah. Austin Brown's going to make a, another appearance down there uh, tonight. But uh, second place went to Terry Caples. Third place went to Travis Mosley. Thunder Bombers, first place went to Andrew Baker. Second place went to Brent McClear. Third place went to Matthew Luck. Sika Crate Sportsman, first place went to Hank Taylor. Second place went to Steven Spicer. Third place went to Mitchell Creech. And the Crate Lake Models, you heard this name just a little second ago. First place went to Timbo Magnum. Sometimes these drivers will show up and somebody don't show up, drive their race cars. They'll jump over in somebody else's race car as long as that, that seat will fit them. And sometimes I've seen drivers kind of squeeze into a tight seat. But uh, It works the other way around, though, doesn't it? Uh, it works the other way around. Sometimes I've seen a small driver get into a big man's seat. <laughs> I, I was reading in one of the books I wrote the other night about uh, Raymond Williams had to relieve Joe Frazon one time. <laughs> he said he took one lap around Rockingham, and he said he felt like he was sitting on a sofa. And he tied like three knots in the, uh, the, the belts and everything, trying to tighten it up a little bit and... Uh, he couldn't do it. He said he went one lap and got out and let Buck Baker drive it. So well, anyway, the seats make a difference. Yes, it does. As long as that driver can reach in pedals. We actually had a race car driver one night got in our race car because C.L. Pritchett didn't show up. And uh, this race car driver was Benny Klontz. And he got in the race car, but his feet wouldn't reach the pedals. So you know what And Benny like, Klontz, I've heard of him. He Benny runs Klontz. good. Yes, yeah. he does. But I, I, before going with any of that, I just got to say one thing. We tried to we had we stuffed Rusty Wallace in Ricky's seat down at Talladega in '86, and Ricky and Rusty's knees was up like this, and Ricky had been running good in the race, but he had the flu, so put Rusty in it, about won the race with his knees up the steering wheel. So sometimes <laughs> they can adjust, sometimes they can't. We actually put two before blocks and taped them with gray duct tape to the pedals so that Benny Klontz could reach the pedals. We asked him one time, we asked him, and said, what if, the, what if the block falls off the brake pedal? He said, well, if the car sit up right, I ain't going to need the brakes anyway. There you go. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I do, too. But, uh, uh, let, let's take a, let's yep. take a break right here because, really, uh, I don't want you to use all your stuff. we just, I got 40 minutes to go. All right. So, uh, Let's take a break right now, and we'll come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. Windows down or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors fruit punch, blue raspberry, or new pink lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McCafe iced coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. 
Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute made is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem, like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Mabry in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253 253- 9155. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. All right, welcome back to. Alan Hill's portion of the show here with his uh, local results. Go for it, Alan. All right. Like I said, great late models. Dan Lancaster Speedway. First place went to Timbo Magnum. Second place went to Travis Steele. Third place went to Dylan Brown. Timbo's popping up a lot here. Yes, he is. We might have to get him on this show. Get him. Extreme Four. First place went to Dan Beeson. Second place went to Chris Baker. Third place went to Jonathan Ellis. And the Young Guns. First place went to Hunter Wallace. Second place went to Parker Griffin. Third place went to Kaylee Wallace in the Pure Stock Division. First place went to Peebo Johnson. Second place went to Jeff Wallace. Third place went to Dean Davis. Last night at Travers Rest Speedway, they had seven divisions racing at Travers Rest Speedway last night. Always a good place to go racing on a Friday night. Seeing that our schedules are getting back to normal now. Travers Rest likes to run on Friday night, whereas Harris and Cherokee Speedway like to run on Saturday night. And then you also, you got Carolina Speedway up in Gastonia, North Carolina. They like to run on Friday night. So uh, getting our schedules back to pretty much like they were before all this virus come through. They packed them in last week? Yes, they did. They packed them in last week at Cherokee Speedway. I'm going to tell you, they was only standing room only in the stands. And I'm going to tell you, they left there and went to Smoky Mountain Speedway. I love it. Yes, I do, too. I got to see them people in the stands. Yep. Don't want to say nobody gets sick, but but uh, we got it when it starts racing time in college football time. We gotta forget about some of this other stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know about forgetting about it, but yeah. I know what I know where your heart is, Greg. Go ahead, uh, <laughs> uh Travis Rest Speedway last night, Thunder Bomber Futures first place, 
first place went to Danny Edmonds. Second place went to Scott Hendricks. Third place went to Blade Edwards. Young Guns Divisions. First place went to Trent Blackwell. Second place went to Bryson Lindsley. And third place went to Riley Hill. Sika Crate Sportsman. First place went to J.R. Johnson. First place went to Timmy Smith. Second place went to Jake Johnson. In the Pure Stock Divisions, a regular winner in the Pure Stock Division. First place went to Kevin Nations. Second place went to Michael Hedden. Third place went to Will McGrew. In the Front Wheel Drive Division, first place went to Cody Page. Second place went to Randy Hill. Third place went to Justin Harris. Thunder Bombers, first place, Dwight Smith. Second place went to Kyle Goss. Third place went to Tyler Goss. I think that's two brothers there. Sounds like it. Yes, it Too does. much of a coincidence not to be. Yep. And the Renegade Division and Stock 8 combined. First place went to Chris Jackson. Second place went to Michael Barbary. And third place went to Scott Galloway. Okay. On the schedule for tonight, Lancaster Speedway has their sixth annual Buddy Crook Memorial. That is for the Monster Mini Stock Association. That is the Stock 4 we call it stock four, but these stock four motors are pretty, pretty powerful for what four cylinders are. Mm-hmm. They call this the MMSA. They are paying five thousand dollars to win. Yeah. Stock four division, five thousand dollars to win. That's starting that's, to get a little bit pretty serious. That's the reason you seen uh, in that uh, rundown just a little minute ago. A lot of your boys took off and went down there last week to Lancaster Speedway and uh, like I said the first time winner was Austin Brown so uh, sounds like he's got his car kind of set up for that race tonight so uh, good luck to Austin Brown on that $5,000 to win you know I hope he gets it yep you take a young boy like that goes down there and wins $5,000 boy that'll <laughs> ruin him <laughs> that'll ruin me it'll yeah. make him want to do it again I can tell you that also on the schedule tonight at Lancaster Speedway, we got the Lightning Lake Models. We got the Renegade Division. We got Crate Sportsman. We got Thunder Bombers. We got Extreme Four. And we got Pure Stock. Sounds like a good venue of racing at Lancaster Speedway. Also on the schedule tonight at Cherokee Speedway, we got that Mid East Modified Tour coming there. We've also got the 604 Lake Models. They're going to pay $1,000 for the 604 late models. They got the Super Sportsman Division. That's our division. They're going to pay $800 to win in the Super Sportsman Division. Also got the Thumber, Thunder Bomber Division there. That's uh, the boy we just talked to. He might go down there and make it two in a row down there. Okay. That'd be good. Yep. Luke Doggett. Luke Doggett. Uh, Extreme 4. Actually paying $300 in Extreme 4. And Young Guns paying $250 in Young Gun Division. And uh, I think I hadn't seen nothing posted up yet, but pretty sure that Harris Speedway uh, need to talk to them boys, see if I can't get them to post up stuff that they're going to be doing just a little bit earlier. But uh, seemed like last week that they are they are having some of the super late model boys, not super late model boys, but what I call is uh, the late model cars up there with the six oh two motors, the crate motors. They are actually putting them on the schedule up there a lot more up there at Harris Speedway. The boys is doing a lot of improvements to the racetrack up there at Harris Speedway. Like like to wish them all the luck in the world up there at Harris Speedway. Plus two got Cherokee Speedway. Like I said a little bit earlier, 
they come in there and dump 30 new loads of clay in the... In 30 the, loads of clay. 30 loads of new clay down in the corners, in the turns. Of, and they had it all plowed up to where they could actually mix that dirt in with the rest of the dirt is over there so that it will try to combine. Mm-hmm. Plus, I heard that we've had a little rain over there last uh, last night, and so it should be uh, pretty much ready to go as far as tonight. Yeah, that's, we had a big thunderstorm last night that formed about a block on the cowpen side of where I live. I didn't get a drop, but that thing... Uh, I didn't either. It moved all the way down through Gaffney and Union, and, and uh, it was a pretty, pretty big storm, but uh, we didn't get a drop out of it. Anyway, we... Uh, um, should have good weather tonight. I don't think the chance of thunderstorms are quite as much as it's been the last few nights. Should have good weather tonight. No, Mr. Wilson will be sitting up in the stands. Also, like to say thank you to Scotty. Scotty down there at Spartan Crankshaft. He's down there grinding a few crankshafts for us racers right now. Listen to us on the radio. He just takes me in. And the uh, rest of the people that's listening to us out here every week. If it wasn't for y'all, we sure wouldn't be on this air. Well, that's the truth. And, uh, um, it's good to know we got listeners out there because they text you all through the show. <laughs> they text me all through the show, won't know uh, what, what's going on, what's the latest, and uh, trying to keep them up with it. And uh, so it's more than just Ronnie and uh, and Roll Tide Terry listening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a few more. It's good to know. All right. But uh, now you say you had your cranks have? Uh, are they still doing them? Uh, what was Spartan Automotive? I mean, I'm trying to. Spartan Automotive pretty much closed their machine shop down, and now you need to go to the Spartan Crankshaft up there and see Scotty up there. If you've got a crankshaft, it's uh, got a little scar in it or something like that. I've, I've heard of them. I've heard they do a they, good job. They do an awful good job up and there. And they got to know what they're doing to do it, so they're oh. great machinists. Oh, yeah. Scotty been doing it. Actually, Scotty actually was he was from Air Automotive over there when Air Automotive actually was doing them over at Air Automotive. Which is across the street. Yes, right. Yeah, right behind us. <laughs> right, right across yeah. the street here. But uh, Scotty, Scotty, uh, Scotty, Scotty can just about work miracles with a crankshaft. Yeah, he he he's, he reminds me of Whitey from Moldex. Everybody always remember Moldex from the old days, and those guys were absolutely the greatest machinists. You got to know what you're doing for with a crankshaft. You can do some things with a crankshaft that uh, might not quite be... Don't go there, Perry. Don't, don't go there, Perry. D- don't even go there, Perry. Well, do they check them? <laughs> yes, I'm, they check them. Do they? They check our... Uh, as a matter of fact, I got checked here last year uh, uh, for weight-wise. In our rule book, we can say that we can have a 50-pound crank as long as it's steel and it's got stock throws on it. Don't worry, you don't mess with nothing. Uh Provides you don't go in there and knife blade the edges of the throws and stuff like that. So knife blade and edges of the throws makes it turn through the oil a little bit slicker and stuff like that. But can't uh, do that. Can't do that. Wait, what? what, what just have the numbers stamped right. Instead of three point five inch stroke, put three four eighty on. Well, no, I, we done that, but, but, but it was actually three four ninety, and we had them cut them at three four eighty eight, so it wouldn't be big. But let us get the bore out just a little bit further. The yeah. motor's legal. Yeah, but uh, uh, you can't yeah. mess, you can't mess with your throws in our division stuff yeah. like that. And where it really gets personal is in that Thunder Bomber division. Uh, Thunder Bomber division, they are real strict in that Thunder Thunder Bomber yeah. division. To us, as long as that crank weighs 50 pounds, it don't matter if it's a stock Chevrolet crank, if it's a Lenati crank, or whatever. 
This just got to weigh 50 pounds, and uh, you can't mess with the throws. That don't mean you can cut the throws down and throw, you can't put Mallory in it. You can't have Mallory where you can actually cut your throws down to real small throws and then load it up with Mallory in the in the in the short ends. And Scotty's sitting over laughing right now. At oh, I know it's got to be. I, I got to say, one, I'm gonna say one thing more about cranks. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna give it up. But. We got seven minutes, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, but I, I, I can tell you right now. I wish y'all would speak English because I'm not. Well, I, no, no, I have no it. clue what y'all are talking well, about. Well, I, I, I can assure you that, that, that if you laid a bunch of engine parts on the floor, I could pick out the crankshaft. But uh, other than that, uh, Perry knows a little bit more about motor. Let's no, on. he doesn't either. But you go ahead. However, you know when we went to the restrictor plate racing, the people got to run in lighter crankshafts. Well. Our typical crankshafts we ran were like between 50, 52 to 60 pounds. You know, that's what's the standard. Uh, Sonny Bryson or, or, or Bodex. The, the crankshaft that we ran in our restrictor plate motors, and we built one qualifying motor with it. What I'd done, I went out to L.A. Industries and had got a crankshaft that was 45 pounds, but it would stand it. In a restrictor plate motor. And they called it a kryptonite crankshaft. We always called it the Superman crankshaft. So we had about three of them. And they would they would take the punishment and the bearings look good. And uh but we always liked that. But, but <laughs> you know, that's like a boron boat and a Corilla rod, you know, they're using inert gas. So all they done they used kryptonite gas that's just to do the, the drop forging and stuff on them. It was a good piece. That'd be a good, I mean, it'd, it'd be real good for short track cars, run real good. Or a 420 horsepower motor, which is about what we had back then, with the plate on it. You managed to work Superman in there again, didn't you? Well, they, that's what they called it. They called it a kryptonite from LA industry, the kryptonite crankshaft. All the right. kryptonite is actually an inert element. Oh, yeah, it's real. It's yeah, but uh, it don't, there ain't no Superman for it to kill. <laughs> Uh, unless the crank breaks or something and then somebody gets hurt. But uh, we had good luck with those. Anyway, let's get back to serious stuff. No, that was no, good. I, well, I mean, I, I, we got the time. And, if you know, there's probably a bunch of people out there eating that up. I, I don't. I, I saw Scotty calling you there. Tell him to, <laughs> hey, look, our phone number is 864-468-1400. And if you want to get on the air and talk talk crankshaft, we got some boys that will do it right here. And, uh Scotty, you can call the Bain number here, and we'll put you on. We are uh, we are running uh, run, running with a little extra time today, so that's that's a good thing. We uh, uh, I, I thought of a story. We were talking about the seats a little bit earlier in Smokey Unix book. He's got a really funny paragraph or two there about when uh, in the '61 Southern 500 Fireball had like a four lap lead with 30 laps to go, but he was sick. And he just couldn't finish. It was like 150 degrees down there in that car. So he came in, and um, and they put Marvin Panch in the car, who had already won the Daytona 500 driving uh, Smokey's backup car. But his feet couldn't reach the pedals. And he blew a three-lap lead to Nelson Stacy in the last 30 laps to... Uh, uh, I mean, you got to be crawling, you know, to, to give up three laps in 30. And, um, and Smokey said, you know, I... I Never again uh, put a release driver in a car that I make, didn't make sure his feet could touch the pedals. So uh, that's uh, 
That'd be kind of embarrassing, but I remember Nelson Stacy came down from uh, Cincinnati driving that that yellow Ryan's Ford number twenty nine for Hallman Moody, and um, that's a pretty car. It was a pretty car, and you could pick it out all over the place. But I remember Paul Lewis used to call him that blankety blank tank driver because he drove a tank in World War Two. Yeah, he did. I think he drove, <laughs> he drove a tank like on the front lines or something. He did. He said that blankety blank tank driver from Cincinnati. At the Nelson was really, uh, uh, I can remember him, and he always seemed like a nice, well, he was always nice to me. Of course, I wasn't out on the racetrack. You know, racing. I saw his last race. You remember the week we went to the, in 1965, when we met A.J. Foyt and everything down there at the Castaway right. in Daytona? That's the last race Nelson Stacy ever drove, and he drove at, in Cup, or Grand National then, and he drove, um, Red Vote had that 65 Plymouth Fury, that big car. And um, Curtis Turner drove it in the Southern 500 as a comeback. But uh, Nelson Stacy drove that thing at Daytona, and I never heard from old Nelson again. So uh, He's a pretty good driver, we can't say. Well, uh, he was hot. He won, like, the World 600. He won, like, three three or oh, four yeah. big races in a row there and went, and went away. Yeah. Like, from 61. Oh. He was Lorenzen's teammate. That's right. But what really tickled me to death, was you know when Smokey and Marvin won it with the sixty Pontiac? That was that's right. Uh, it was in sixty one. It was in sixty one. He won it with the sixty Pontiac, and you know they didn't have a victory lane in. They just all crowded around. Well, Pontiac people, you thought they'd been happy as heck. They weren't all that happy. They wanted a sixty one. They wanted a new car to win. Yeah, yeah. But the sixty, which was a pretty good car, you know. Uh, Daddy helped Jack Smith and Pop Early yep. build that thing, and, and it was a good car. Marvin goes out and wins the race, and the year old Pontiac and about gets. I got another thought scolded on, on it. I got a thought on something like that, but Alan's over there grinning. And That's Scotty. He's calling me. He's wanting to know what the number is to call into the radio station 864 468 1400. It's really simple to... 468 Just reverse that area code and uh, call in. Well, let's take a break right now before he calls in. If he calls in, you're listening. We'll do our final segment when we get back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. 
man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWater.org slash ice. So, what if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them. Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on a beautiful Saturday morning in Spartanburg. I think we got Scotty Smith on the line here. If I can, uh, if it, it'll be the first phone call that's worked this morning on the first try. You there, Scotty? Yes, sir. There he is. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you called in on the good line. How are you doing? Thanks for calling in. We've been talking about you and your crankshaft. Don't uh, don't neglect what you're supposed to be doing to talk to us. Oh, I'm winding down. I'm winding down. <laughs> so what you got? Ah. Y'all want to talk about kryptonite crankshafts? Well, I mean, you can give us a couple of minutes on it. I'm going to tell you right now, that's the toughest crankshaft there is on the market. Well, I, I appreciate that. that, that uh, uh, they, I don't think LA Enterprises is no longer in business. No. no. Uh, but there's still a lot of those pieces out there floating around that uh, the old Winston Cup guys used them and filtered them down through the dirt track guys and drag racing guys and I have the privilege of fixing them from time to time. They're tough. 
Yeah, they was good cranks. And like I say, I know you fooled with Moldex and Sonny Bryant cranks and everything. But I tell you, Alan, it, 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 when you got the ability like you do to weld journals up and yes, turn sir. stuff down instead of putting a tin under bearing on one of them, yes, uh, sir. That 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 helps the racer so much because they. I do- fix some stuff. It looks like it's catastrophic failure. <laughs> and 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 that's a very expensive part of the motor. And if that thing breaks, is when you Daryl Walters. I mean, we've seen them. You're oh, gonna yeah. lo- you're gonna lose the block and everything. I mean, you, you you're know, gonna lose it all. You're gonna lose. I've seen I've seen bre- I've seen them the necks break off of them. I've seen everything. It's amazing what some people bring in this shop. It's just. Uh, Lord have mercy. It looks like you pulled a hanger grenade pin out of it and throws it in there and just run. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's right. Drivers can't reach that shutoff switch sometimes. And we're able to fix a lot of them, but there's some that fall through the cracks and you're not able to fix them. But How many snouts do you see come off those? I mean if you're gonna see a snout I've only seen I've only seen I've only seen a handful. The only thing we ever discovered was, and, and Rouse bumped into it, and we bumped into it, and this was back in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s, that uh, we went to some Sunny Bryant cranks, yes, but, the, the, but after about five, you could run them about five, 500-mile races, which should have been able to run more than that, but, but right. they, they would break the, the snout on the end of it. I don't know. It was, it was champered right and, and done real good. And uh, but, well, you know, back in back a few years back, Crower had a problem. They had some some forgings that they had run through their process, and they had to put the small diameter snouts on them for uh, for like the small block Chevrolets, and they was ringing them things off like it wasn't no business. And and they changed their whole process and started putting big block snouts on them and fixed that problem. Yeah, that, that's and a good deal. A, a lot of them's gone to that now. Well, you know what I what I always uh, thought about the thing is is with, uh, with the crankshaft is you could change the metal argument changes from the producer to the steel. I mean, sometimes that gets you. We had that get us with four twenty seven Chevrolet rods running in the Ford back in the seventies. But well, nowadays this day and time now you don't know what kind of steel you get in with these crankshafts. Because everybody's got their number stamped on them and their name stamped on them. But you don't know where that metal came from. Scotty, what's the name of your business? Spartan Crankshaft Incorporated. And where are you located? 7125 Valley Falls Road. Okay. They in the old Ken Miller building. Okay. Old Ken Miller building. That's exactly are right. Are you kidding me? No. Yes, sir. Not, not yes, sir. The, not, not his... Well, I tell you shot, what, you uh, you feel free to call in here anytime, and uh, it's great talking to you because uh, I know uh, Alan talks about you all the time, and it's usually something pretty good. Well, we try to do a good job and take care of my buddies and, you know, racers, and well, that's what we're here for, to keep them going round and round. Well, that's great. You keep uh, you keep listening and, and tell your friends. I'll do it, sir. All right. Thank you. That's Scotty Smith. Uh Oh, we keep talking. I love talking. That I know you do. That's why I had to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we got I, we get into forty three forty aircraft steel and some of this stuff, and that that does get. Well, I was getting. Uh, I was looking for stuff to play to stretch out the show, and now we're getting where we got. We, we got to move, so uh, the crankshaft <laughs> filled in filled in well. I want to tell a quick thing though. Um, 
about Talladega. You know, the first Talladega when I had the boycott uh, and, and and Hilton and Pearson and Pet, you know, all of them walked out. Petty, the Professional Drivers Association, the PDA. Um, so Bill France, it, it's, if he'd have done this to start with, they wouldn't have had the problem. They decided to run like 10 or 20 laps and come in for a pit stop because the tires were tearing up. On the, they'd never gone that fast before, and that was the whole problem. So the good drivers, or most of the regulars, walked out, and they put the Grand Dam cars and all the, the Mustangs and Camaros in there to run with what few stock cars, full-size cars they had left, and went ahead and ran the race and said, uh, you know, let's we're going to throw a caution flag so you can come in and check the tires. Well, if they'd have done that to start with, they'd have never had to walk out. But anyway, Jim Vandiver, good friend of mine, passed away not too long ago, led almost the whole race driving Ray Fox's Dodge. Regular um, Dodge 500, what a Charger 500. Yeah. And uh, he... Uh, and he was only in the car because of uh, Bobby Johns was supposed to drive it, but he went with the walkout people. Well, Paul Goldsmith walked out of his uh, wing Dodge, and they put uh, Richard Brickhouse in it. Well, when they came down to the run in the race, they had some fancy scoring at the end towards the end of the race, and uh, it turned out that uh, Brickhouse won it with the winged car because they wanted the new Dodge to win the race. It's exactly what you were talking about a few minutes ago before the break about the 60 Pontiac winning the 61 Daytona 500. They wanted that 69 Talladega race, the first race at Talladega, won by a Dodge with a wing on it, not one without a wing. That's right. And Jim Vandiver, you know, he, he'd get start getting all fidgety and sweaty and, you know, just talking he about it. He still wasn't over it. He never will. It never was... Um, Ray Fox wasn't either. Ray Fox, no. I, I, there's, you can look him up on YouTube saying, you know, we won that race. You know, there's no doubt about it, but Chrysler didn't want it that way, and, and, and NASCAR went, made it happen. Yep. Can I say one thing you about sure can. that? You know, Perry, they, 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 all they had to do was run 20 laps, come in with a competition yellow. What was needed, the paver of the racetrack, the, the pavement wasn't quite as smooth as it probably need to be. They had to put down some rubber. Once they put down some rubber, them guys, if you remember the last few laps, running 200. Yeah. Well, so it was a... It's a bad deal all the way around. It was a new thing for them, and they weren't used to it. All right, let me do a few, uh, about five minutes worth of... Uh, I'm not nearly going to get to all of this, but recapping last week, we had the, the cup race was won by Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott was second. It wasn't particularly close finish. Uh, about a second. Ryan Blaney, who I think is going to win one pretty soon, is, was third. I tell her, tell you, Tyler Reddick in this number eight car at Childress is having some real good runs. He's uh, He finished fourth. Eric Almirola was fifth. Of course, uh, this race underwent a big rain delay. And uh, not only the rain delay, they had a lightning delay. It wasn't raining, but there was lightning in the area, so they, they stopped about two hours for that. Uh, Kyle Busch was 6th, Austin Dillon 7th, Christopher Bell 8th, um, William Byron ninth, and Brad Keselowski 10th. I got you, Greg. I hope I don't forget. He's Greg's holding me up a sign here. The uh, point standings, actually the uh, playoff standings, which is what is important. Denny Hamlin is now solidly in first place with three wins. Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Brad Keselowski have two each. 
Chase Elliott, Martin Truex, and Alex Bowman have one apiece. And then eighth is Ryan Blaney, ninth Kyle Busch, and tenth is Kurt Busch. Jimmy Johnson's 11th, Clint Boyer 12th, Eric Almirola 13th, Matt D. Benedetto 14th, William Byron 15th, and Austin Dillon 16th. Of course, they're going to run at Talladega tomorrow for the Geico 500, and that will be at 3 o'clock on Fox. Last week, the Xfinity boys ran twice. They ran at uh, Homestead with the uh, with Harrison Burton taking the first one, as I, as I mentioned, and a real good run for Jeremy Clements as he finished 12th. Not a real good run, but a, a, an adequate run. And at that time, it moved him up in points a little bit to uh, 17th, just one point, one place out of where he needs to be. So he started fourth. With an inverted start for the uh, the the race at noon on Sunday before the the big race, and he had a terrible race. Chad Briscoe won it. Brandon Jones was second. Ross Chastain was third. AJ Allmendinger going for like a hundred thousand uh, dollars because he had won the previous race was fourth. He couldn't quite get there. And fifth was Noah Cragson. Of course, in that first race, Dale Jr. ran and he ran pretty well. But he wound up uh, eighth, I believe I said. So Jeremy was 27th in that race. And when they reshuffled the point standings, actually the people he's trying to catch um, had about as bad a race as he did. So uh, he stayed in 17th place. And he is um, 11 points behind Alex Labby, who was in 16th. And unless he doesn't win a race, that's where... Uh, that's where Jeremy needs to finish. Of course, we hope he does win a race. And this is about all we're going to get to here. The trucks, they ran on um, the, first, uh, the, the first race on last Saturday. Oh, by the way, the Xfinity cars are at, uh, get the name of this race today at 530, the Unhinged 300. I mean, I'm not sure what Unhinged is unless it's just a, a statement of uh, the frame of mind of everybody these days. But that's the name of the race. But today, um, uh, I mean, last week it was uh, at Homestead and Kyle Busch won it. And it wasn't particularly close. Tyler Ankrum was second and Ross Chastain was third. Those points shake out with uh, Austin Hill first, Christian Eckes second, Grant Enfinger third, Ben Rhodes uh, and Enfinger are tied actually. And Todd Gillen is fifth. Let me go back to Xfinity for a second because I only told you where... Um, Jeremy was. I should really touch on the point leader in that division, which is Noah Cragson. Chase Briscoe is 18 points back in second. Harrison Burton third. Austin Sendrick fourth. Ross Chastain fifth. So, as I said, we go down to Jeremy Clements in 17th. And he's um, 11 points out of 16th and a, a pretty good about 40 points out of uh, 41 points out of 15th. So, he's got some uh, catching up to do. Let's uh, forego the rest of it. We'll talk about it next week. Television today, ARCA at 2 o'clock on FS1. That should be an interesting race. Those boys uh, haven't been on the track. Nobody has. And Xfinity at 530 and the Unhinged 300 or whatever I just said. Wacky name. Um, tomorrow at 3 o'clock at Talladega will be the uh, the cup race. So uh, those are the three races we got coming up. And we got about a minute left. Alan, you got anything to close it? Uh, uh, I see Greg's already head, headed for the parking lot. Yeah, Greg's done headed for the parking lot. Uh, I think I'm fixing to head down to Lake Greenwood. We're going to take the weekend off this weekend. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. Uh, 
like I say, we're going to do a little work down there at Lake Greenwood on my daughter and son-in-law's place down there. And won't work too hard. Well, that's a uh, man called yesterday. said, you're going to take the weekend off? I said, I don't consider this being off. Sometimes racing's off. <laughs> well, we uh, be careful down there. I know there's be a lot of wackos out on the lake on their jet skis and things. And We're actually working. All right. We're working. We'll have a little bit of fun. We're working on their place down there. We'll, we'll, we'll save fun for a little time later. All right. Well, stop by and get some steaks. Don't you usually take a steak or two down there? Uh, yeah, but I don't believe I'm going to do it today. We need to work. Okay. Well, don't don't get too carried away here. It's Father's Day weekend. I don't plan on lifting a finger if I can help it. Uh, but uh, we're going to fish camp tonight. They asked me where I wanted to go, and I said, well, it's not open on Sunday, so let's go to fish camp tonight. Well, I come up from Greenwood last night. It was about 7.40, well, about 7 o'clock, and they were slam-packed at the flounder. Well, I'm not going there. I'm going to the wagon wheel. Natalie, get our table ready. We're heading for Applebee's, and um, we'll be there uh, in about 10 minutes. But we want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, great, great interview with Red Farmer today. That was just fantastic. One of the best interviews we ever had. So uh, everybody stay safe. Keep your distance. Don't touch anything unless you know where it's been. And uh, above all, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Fox Sports trending now. Get ready for a jam-packed October because 